0: baby seated good morning oh i do confess i love this weather spring is in the air the sun is shining the birds are singing you can hear the motorcycles and it's like oh it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing well last week um we had the opportunity to actually honor um we received our new board and we honored some of those that had been on the board that were were uh um, the way it's set up, you're only allowed to be on the board for six years at a time, and you have to take a sabbatical. And we, we recognize that, that uh, Herbert Ng was one of those folks, and he wasn't here. He was traveling. He's a busy man. He's all over the place. And, but he's actually here this morning. So I'm going to ask. I just want to uh, recognize him and acknowledge him this morning. Herbert, could you come up? Yes, Absolutely. Herbert it's like you were you were one of the faithful 7 when when uh, Debbie and I were came and went through the the process of becoming the pastors of this church and I just, we, as you've received that applause, we just want to appreciate you and uh, your service to the board, um, what you bring, your your um, your willingness to serve. Like, you're one of those guys that's like, what can I do to help? What needs to be done? Like, and how can, you just come to contribute, and, and I've so appreciated that over the time that we've been here. And uh, we recognize that, yes, you've got this year of sabbatical, but I'm believing that God is going to continue to use you and open doors for you in ways that, that maybe has never happened. Has in, in, in the past, and your faithfulness with you, you and uh, Sophia, and how you've um, led the groups and things that you're doing—it's like it's so good how you sew so into the church. So we appreciate that your sense of humor—it's like, <laughs> see, like, yeah. That's one of the first things—is like. Oh my gosh he just cracked a joke and it's like he's it's dry and it's like so I love it so so, so we love you and we appreciate you and um, I just wanted to take a moment to pray for you and just as a way of honoring the service that you have have brought and uh, and then we'll continue you know, it's like God I thank you for Herbert and his family Lord and, and just Lord, just the sense of the call of God that you have upon his life and how you've used him and, Lord, what a blessing he is to people, to you, to this church and to our city. So, God, I pray that you will continue to use him for your glory, that you will continue to lead and direct, you will continue to, to show yourself true to him. Lord, I pray for an increase of influence and opportunity in his life, whether it be in church life or whether it be in, in his career in the business world, Lord God, that you will continue to use him for your glory. I thank you for him and your blessing upon him. In Jesus' name, amen. Have to,
1: but... well he said i don't have to but he passed it to me i <laughs> um, just want to say thank you very much for this honor um it's been six years and um you know i think what what we do in a board is no different from every single person who serves in this congregation and um, the lord blesses us just the same and uh, what I'd like to encourage everyone is when the Lord lets you in whatever capacity or in whatever areas he says, go, then we should say, here I am, Lord, send me. So, and I'm going to speak um, for the whole, no. But um, believe me, God will honor you and God will... Uh, just bless you and you will suffer no lack of anything because if we seek his kingdom first and all these things will be added unto you. Thank you very much everyone for serving alongside with you. Thank you.
0: God bless you. See, I told you you had a sense of humor. Well, we're in week two. It's only a two-week series, but we are in week two, the second week of our You Belong Here series, and it's fantastic to be able to get into that. Um, Last week, we celebrated baptisms as part of our service, and and it's like, wasn't that great? It's like seven baptisms and uh, just a chance to celebrate together the diversity and the beauty of what God is doing. Such a good family celebration, sense of belonging. We were created for community we were create you belong here we were created for community it's part of god's original design and yet since the fall of man we tend to find more ways to segregate than to unify isn't it true it's like we were created for community we crave community we want to be part of it and yet we find ways to to bring division and bring separation when god's called us to unity if you happen to be here at faith tabernacle church on good friday which we had a service here, kind of a unity service. Pastor Larry Levy from the Vineyard Church came, and he brought a message of reconciliation to the service. Um, and so just the essence of what he was getting that, he, he challenged this mindset that labels people as outsiders, this come-from-away um, label that we sometimes give. Right? And so he, he addressed that, that, that those that come from away sometimes get labeled and, and separated. And, and uh, it's used in a negative sense. People are judged or filtered by the idea that, well, you're not from here. You don't understand. It's like, you, you know, you don't belong here almost is what comes across. And that's not everybody. But that kind of, it, it exists. It's kind of insipid. It kind of floats around in the background. It's like a virus on your computer. It's not, But that's not new. This idea of, you know, this separation and you don't belong here or, or you weren't the original, it kind of comes out of that. And that's not new. In fact, that's actually part of the struggle in the early church. You know, we, we read about it in the book of Acts and the New Testament. It's like, you know, sometimes we think, wow, I wish we were part of the, you know, back then. And it's like, it was not an easy time to be a Christian. And it's like a part, of, part of what comes across in that is this, this idea that the Jewish Christians, the Jewish believers, like they had been Jews and they had converted. Jesus was a Jew and they, they started to follow him. And it's like, you know, they they realized like now we are the way, you know, like something new. Even in that, they began to, or they, they had this idea that, not just anybody. The gospel wasn't just for everybody. You had to become a Jew before you could become a Christian, and there were some various barriers to that, especially the men. And so there was different things that they 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 put as walls of separation. And the and the nation of Israel was was intended to be. They were God's chosen people, but they were chosen as. As a witness to all the nations to come and serve this God, Yahweh, who is the one true God. And that was the idea behind it. So Paul, in, in, the Apostle Paul who was, was around and he, was, he wrote a lot of letters to the different churches. He was a leader there back in the church in the early days. And so he writes this, this letter to the church in Ephesus, primarily a, a Gentile church, a non-Jewish church. And he explains this to the church in this way, and and we want to pick it up in Ephesians chapter 2, starting at verse 13. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13, starting there. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far away, speaking of the Gentiles, you who were once far away have been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made the two, the Gentiles and the Jews, one, and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. By abolishing in his flesh the law with its commandments and regulations, his purpose was to create in himself one new person, man, out of the two, thus making peace. And in this one body, to reconcile both of them to God... Through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and he preached peace to you who are far away and peace to those who are near. For through him we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and aliens, but fellow citizens with God's people and members of his household. We're family. Members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, which Jesus Christ himself as the chief cornerstone, in him the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Amen. God, I thank you for your word and I thank you God that you take us who were far away and you bring us close to yourself. God, you bring those who were closed and you include them, Lord. And you bring us together into this mixed up bunch of folks that you call your church. And so Lord, I thank you for that and I pray that as we explore this, Lord, that you will by your spirit, you will make clear your message to your people in Jesus name. Amen. What a beautiful imagery. I mean, when you picture this, as Paul begins to teach the church and begins to pull this thing. Paul was saying, you belong here. Speaking to the, the Christians in Ephesus, he said, guys, you belong here. To the Jews, he was saying, you belong here. To the Gentiles, he was saying, you belong here. Not by your own credibility, but based on the reconciling work of Jesus Christ. It's, it's the thing that brings it all together. That same basis allows all of us this morning to gather together today as family as a community of faith, as his holy dwelling, where there was once hostility between Jews and Gentiles, there's now a common foundation in the apostles and prophets on which God was building his church. There's something transcendent that happens when we join together as believers. It's like we can have our own relationship with God. We do. We, it's based on we stand before God alone. But when we come together... As believers, there's something that's transcendent, that's just beyond us, that happens. We become a holy temple for the Lord. His spirit is here. As we gather together, the presence of God is here, and that's powerful. We belong here because of Christ. And it's beautiful. But even in the midst of that, it's not all about us. Belonging in the church context is like belonging to a family, right? When, when, when we think of family, a family, we all bring something. We're all part of it. We all, we all contribute. We're move my, yeah. Sound guys, I love it when you do that. You know, right? We each bring something to it. It's not like a Costco membership, right? You know, you pay your dues and you come in and you get, get what you get for it. It's, belonging here is like being part of a family. It's, it's we're in a mutually edifying community, Or at least that's the way it's supposed to be. And I believe that's the way God has designed it. This comes up a lot in the New Testament. And you've got to understand, you know, you realize why when you start to read these texts. There were different cultures. There were different languages. There were all these different people that were suddenly being drawn together into this beautiful mosaic of of different things. But you can imagine what happens when that happens, right? There's there's all kinds of opportunity for misunderstanding. There's all kinds of opportunity for things to go, you know, you can't do that, or you can't wear that, or you can't say that, or he's like, you know what I mean? It's like all those things come together when we come together like that. And so Paul, writing to the church in Rome, he, he begins to talk about this, and he describes the church as a body, trying to help them to understand that you're part of something bigger than yourself here. It's in Romans chapter 12, Starting at verse 4, again, if you have your Bible, we can turn there, but Paul writing to the church in the Roman, he says this, Romans twelve four. just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, right, everything works together, so it is with Christ's body, which is the church. We are all parts of his one body and each of us have different work to do. And since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other. And each of us needs all the others. Since we are all one body in Christ, we belong to each other. And each of us needs all the others. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy... Speak out when you have faith that God is speaking through you. If your gift is that of serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, do a good job of teaching. If your gift is encouraging others, do it. If you have money, share it generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend that you love others really love them, hate what's wrong, stand on the side of good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. I could, like, drop the mic and walk out at that point. Everybody under 20 got that, but the rest of you are still working on it. But this is a picture of belonging in the body of Christ, the church. See, belonging comes with responsibility as well as blessing. When we truly belong, we belong to God and to each other. Now that's not natural in our Western individualistic worldview. That we we live we live contrary to that most of the time. You know, you don't own me, right? Like we get that sense of entitlement, that sense of You know, how dare you demand anything of me? It's like, what gives you that right? And individual rights reigns supreme in our culture. What's being described here goes beyond our rights. What's being described here is a willingness to live for one another. That is sacrificial, but man, it's powerful. And it brings about the body of Christ when we see it. When we think of... Our gatherings, when we think of a, when we come together, I want us to, to think of it more as a spiritual potluck than a trip to McDonald's, right? It's a potluck. We bring things. It's like, rather, so when we find out, okay, hey, we're coming together, then, you know, when we're having a potluck, what's, what's the th- first thing that's usually, you know, it's like everybody goes, well, what can I bring, right? Having a potluck, what can I bring? You go to McDonald's, you go, what's on the dollar menu? Like, what can I get for the least effort and the least price? Sometimes we fall into coming to church or being a body coming in, going, what can I get for myself with the least output? right? We, we fall into that. It's a consumeristic culture that we live in. It's like, and so that's not to beat us up. That's just to realize what the gravity, what the gravitational center is of our selfishness. It's, it's our culture. It's where we live. It's what we do. It's, it's, it's how we go. But it's like, what can I bring? Paul says, we need each other. Amen to that, right? We need each other. It's like. Even yesterday, we had a gathering of our, our board, our senior leadership team of, of the church. And we came together and, and we, we talked just to, both to connect, but also to just talk about the future, or what we're, where we're looking at the church and who we are. In that moment, when we come together, we recognize, boy, do we recognize that we need each other. And that is we each bring what we bring and the gifts that God has given us. We bring different perspectives to the table and different strengths and different skills. And coming together that way, there's a synergy, there's a strength in that that you can't find alone. We meet weekly as a staff, as, as a, our, our staff and, and leaders. We come together and in those moments, you you've very vividly see our need for one another. We need each other and we bring different things to the table and we have different gifts and if those gifts are not brought to the table, then there's things missing. And yeah, you can kind of cover for each other some, but that tends to stretch us out. Whereas what, what the Bible is describing here is like each one doing their part. It's like you can get by with one lung or one kidney or, you know what I mean? It's like you can get by with, I was about to make a Monty Python reference and I realized that is definitely not of the Lord. <laughs> Right? You can get by with, like, maybe without a limb or different things. And, it's like, and, and, and we look at that, and it's possible to survive, but we recognize that's not the optimum. So when we look at the body, when we get together, when I think of the volunteers and the volunteer leaders and each team that takes part in pulling off a Sunday service or pulling off ministry during the week or being a part of, of what we're a part of, as each part does its part, oh, my gosh, that's beautiful what God does. One of the jokes we have at the at the board level is that, that Faith Tabernacle Church fights above its weight class. You know, if you're a boxer, you know it's like we're we're kind of in the ring with we're we're, we're kind of like the the skinny guy in the ring with the great big mammoth guy, and it's like, and but we're in there and we're we're fighting it out, right? But we're and it's that we can do that because. We recognize that we need each other. We can do that because we recognize that each one brings something special. We, we can do that because it's the power of God working through each one, and each one brings the value that they bring. I love being able to see during a, a morning when we gather together Maybe it's before the service coming in. You you see someone praying for someone else. Or after the service, it's like, you know, people are starting to go out and grab their coffee. But you can see little pockets of people where someone's, you know, they're in a conversation. And sometimes you see a tear on the cheek. But there's a person praying for another person. It's like, that's the most beautiful thing to me on a Sunday morning. It's like, yeah, we can do an altar call and we can open this up and people can come up and, you know, the, the, the people that are paid to pray for you, pray for you. You know what I mean? It's like, but to me, the strength of this body and the strength of being part of something, the strength of belonging is that we minister to one another. We need each other and what we bring matters. You don't have to have the senior pastor touch, you know, to pray for you for God to move in your life. God's the one doing the work. And he actually isn't all that fussy about who he uses. Must, I'm proof. I mean, I should have left the mic with Herbert, man. He could have just rocked it. I am mean, like, he, he was going. But right, we, as we pray for one another, as we minister to one another, that's the body. That's the church at its healthiest. That is a beautiful thing. There's a, a coaching guru guy that I, I read one of his books. Um, his name is Tony Stoltzfus. And he says this, interesting name. Tony, he says this, I believe the biggest reason Christians in general experience so little transformation in their lives is that they ignore the Bible's relational mandate for how to affect change. We were never meant to live the Christian life alone. Christianity is an interdependent, community-oriented faith. And yet, when we set out to improve our prayer life or to deal with an anger problem, or to increase our income, or become a better father, most of the time, we work on it completely alone. You cannot live the life you were born to live without relationships. I mean, that's a challenge, because, man, we would like to do it alone, because then we're accountable to who? Me. see, Faith Tabernacle Church, it's a welcoming, friendly church. I love that. I mean, you come through the doors, there's the coffee, there's the people hanging out, there's the smiles, there's the welcomes. It's a great community to belong to. But if the depth of our relationship ends at 12 noon after we put the coffee cup in the garbage, then we're missing an essential component of that life transformation. We must be willing to move from being friendly to being in friendships. We have to move past that idea of, hi, how you doing, and not really listening to the answer, to, hey, I'm so glad you're here. How are things? And pausing long enough to actually listen. And in some cases, being uncomfortable and sacrificing something and being willing to respond, see, that's inconvenient, because suddenly that, that starts to interfere with you know, our trip to Swiss Chalet, because we just stopped to talk to somebody, and it's like, we can't get our Christian chicken if we're here ministering to somebody at church, right? Because it's, 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 but it's belonging. It's, it's being a part, right? It makes a difference when we are willing to stop, but it will cost us. It will. It will cost us. Being able to build bridges of relationship is so key to doing church well. And the responsibility goes both ways for all of us. Like, we need to recognize that. Steve Kelly, he's, he's the senior pastor at Wave Church in Virginia Beach. We've, we're associated with that church. Debbie and I have been a part of that. That's where Julie's at school. And he says, he says this, he who wants friends must himself be friendly. Right? There's a few people that I've talked to. They've been in wouldn't be this city, okay, so we won't, it's not here, it's some hypothetical place. They've been in basically every church in the city, and the response is, people are just not friendly. Okay, if you keep showing up at the scene of the accident, sometimes we have to questions like, you know, you got the storm cloud over your head, you got a frown on your face, your arms are crossed, and it's like, sometimes, sometimes it's hard for us to, to get out of our own shells, but we need to recognize, sometimes... If we've been everywhere and nobody's been friendly, the next place we might want to look is in the mirror. Just saying that one's free. Um, <clears throat> moving on. First Peter chapter three verse eight says this: First Peter three eight. This is talking about body being who we are. Finally, all of you, all of you live in harmony with one another, be sympathetic, love as brothers, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult, but with blessing, because this to this you were called so that you might inherit a blessing. It's like, okay, well, that's, I mean, who's, who's Peter talking to here? I mean, it's like that must be like these horrible pagans that don't get along, right? If you go back to Peter, First Peter chapter one verse one, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to God's elect. This is this is to the the chosen ones. This is to to us. This is to the Christians. This is to the followers. It's like, hey guys, this is finally all of you. You, you. I mean, there's different ways you can take this, but sometimes I think some, with remember Peter, he was kind of the you know out there ones like. It's like I kind of picture this as like, finally, for goodness sake, all of you, please just live in harmony with each other. Be sympathetic. Love love is brother. You know what I mean? Like there's that sense of responding to something that's going on. Let's remember we need each other. We are broken. We are sinful. We are sometimes prideful. Sometimes insecure. Always human. But we belong here. We belong here. Paul basically says the same thing to the church in Rome. Live in harmony with each other. Do not be proud. Be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everybody. If it's possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. People are people, right? The older you get, the more you realize that. And that's not really even um, an excuse. But people are people, okay? Understand we all have our stuff. We're all dealing with things. And we can have a million excuses not to trust people, We can have a million reasons to live with a defensive posture. We can have the grounds for building walls to protect ourselves. We can live justified in disassociating with others. We can live offended and write people off. That's our choice. We can do that. But in the context of what God is building, in the context of the local church, in the context of the faith community... We're commanded to move past it. See, belonging in faith community is living in grace. It's living in forgiveness. It's walking in humility. You don't repay evil for evil or insult for insult, but with blessing. Why? Because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Wow. You belong here. This is community this is about real people interacting with real people, with real lives, sometimes with real attitudes, sometimes with real issues. It's about doing life together. Paul writing to the church in Corinth, he says, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. If one part is honored, all the parts are glad. Now, all of you together are Christ's body, and each one of you is a separate but necessary part of that body. You belong here this morning. But understand so much of that. You belong in the ways that we talked about last week. But you belong also, it's a place to journey together. And we, we grow in community. We learn from each other and through each other. And we have an opportunity to grow because we're next to that other person. This is a place to laugh at times to cry at times, to mourn at times, but we do it together. You're not alone here this morning. No matter what you're facing, whatever you're going through, you are not alone this morning, you belong here. So in thinking of that, let me ask you, in this spiritual potluck that we call Faith Tabernacle Church, what are you willing to bring? What will you bring? What has God deposited in you that he desires to release through you in the context of this church? And don't worry, you won't be neglected. You will never come in last by putting others first. Because as we minister to one another, we all bring something. And because we need each other, when we all bring something, we all receive something. And there's always plenty to go around. And that's the provision of God. This is family. This is not the dollar menu. This, you can tweet that if you want. This is not a dollar menu church, okay? We're family. This is a potluck. This is even the heart behind the groups that we're we're doing, and there's some of those already going on, but we have life groups here at Faith Tabernacle Church as well. Life groups, they're gatherings of 10 to 14 or, or more people who... Who meet regularly at different places around our city, to to pray together, to be together, to learn together, to have fun together, to reach out to the community together. If you'd like more information on that, on those groups, please stop by Faith Next. Faith Next is back in that corner, my left, your right, towards the back there. Um, it's an opportunity after the service. You know, you can grab a coffee and just pop by there. There's a there's a team. There to greet you. And it's an opportunity that you can sign up um, for different things. You can get connected. Just just a way to, even if you have questions or, or you need prayer, that's a great spot back there to do that. I'm going to ask the worship team to come back. And um, I, I'm a believer in, in being a doer of the word, not just a hearer of the word. And so I'm actually going to give us the opportunity to do that even this morning. Because I'm not so naive to think that, everybody, that here, everybody that's here, their life is perfect, that everything is going great the way they want it to, and, and everything is good. There, there's no needs represented here. I'm, I believe that there are folks here this morning that brought a burden too big for you to carry yourself, and in the context of being here and recognizing that we need each other, that God desires to help to lift some of the weight of that burden through each other through the ministry of each other. Recognizing that we're part of a family here and we do this together. We laugh together, we cry together, we do it together. So just ask everyone, just to stand now at this point. and, um, And if you're here this morning and you would be courageous enough to do this, we're gonna stay right where we are in our seats. But I just want to give us the opportunity to pray for one another. And you don't have to be a pastor to pray for somebody. You don't have to have the words all right to pray for somebody. It's just the ability to agree with and join your faith with someone next to you to say, yeah, I'm believing for you. Yeah, I'm, let's, let's believe together that God will respond to this prayer. And we begin to pray together. And, and if you're here this morning, and that's you, and you'd be willing to have someone next to you pray for you, I just ask that you raise your hand. Hands going up all over the place. There's hands. And this isn't a walk of shame. This is a recognition that we need each other, and that's how we know. If, if we never let anybody know that we need help, we shouldn't be, you know, we, we shouldn't be discouraged when, when we don't get it. But it's like, this is a way for us to be able to do that. So the team's going to begin to, to just play softly, and, and we appreciate that. But again, like, if you have a need here this morning, raise your hand. And this isn't a close your eyes, bow your head moment. This is a, hey, let's be aware of who's around us. And let's begin to pray for people. If, if they're comfortable with, with you like putting a hand on their shoulder gently and praying for them, then that's great. But ask them. You don't have to be clairvoyant and you don't have to have the Holy Spirit speak to you to say this is what the need is. It's okay to ask somebody. That's not wrong. That's not unspiritual. So if you're here this morning with hands raised over this place, like let's begin to pray for one another and believe in this place for just a few moments. And I'm going to pray. So go ahead and start to, to pray. If you saw somebody with their hand up, don't leave them hanging. That would be a bad thing. Your pastor would be unhappy just you know and let's pray for others this morning. God, I thank you for your presence here and I thank you for your power to minister to needs. Lord, your ability, God to to meet us where we are. So Lord, I pray. Lord, that for each one, especially those that that acknowledge the, a need, that they've brought something that's heavy here. They've brought something that's that that they're concerned about. That they brought questions, they brought hurts, they've brought things that 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 weigh them down. God, we just agree together that, God, you are able. God, that you love us, that you see where we're at. God, that you understand what we're going through. Jesus, you've been through it all. You've been there. You've done that. You've got the t-shirt. And, God, you died and rose to minister to the needs of your people. So, Lord, across this church, God, we join our faith. We join our hearts we join our, our lives together in this moment, Lord, and we just pray, God, that you will do what we cannot do. And Lord, as we lift one another up, God, I just pray that you will bind our hearts together, that we will be unified, that we will be members of one body, each one unique, each one having its own purpose, each one having their own gifts and talents and things that we bring. And Lord, may we work together for the glory of God and the good of our city, believing, Lord, that you are at work in us and through us. God, where there's a need for healing, God, where You healing power flow. God, where there's need for deliverance, Lord, that you would, you would release people, you would break chains, Lord. Where there's addictions, Lord, that you would break the power of that addiction off in Jesus' name and bring freedom and community, O oh God. Lord, where there's those that are are, are really struggling with, with their own identity and struggling with who they are, God, that they would find their purpose and their identity in you this morning. God, we thank you. We thank you for who you are, and we thank you for the privilege, Lord, of being in community, of being together. God, we thank you that we belong here because of what you've done, not because of what we've done. God, continue to minister, Lord, even as we worship together, as we sing, as we worship you, God. Lord, even in the midst of that, Lord, you'd be ministering and guiding and using people for your glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.